G'day, 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 and welcome, punters, to Mint Bet slash Mint Sports punting monologue. And yes, there are two of us. Pipe down, we're aware of it. We're at Sandown at the moment. We've already been over to the Gold Coast, if you haven't heard that. Go over and have a listen to the Gold Coast. We've got a few winners for you there in the big lead-up to Magic Millions. But let's get straight to Sandown. Benny, how are you feeling today, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Fresh. I think we've got some winners here. It yeah. is a restricted card as far as it's, it's definitely off-season racing, but it's very rare you get horses who are Group 1 horses run at this time of year. And I think there's a couple there at Sandown on Saturday. Terrific. And we've got a good track by the look of it. Is there anything we need to know specifically about the weather or any other conditions? Yeah, good track. Rail six metres, probably advantages leaders a little bit, but I think if the track continues to dry out, leaders will just appreciate that. But we're treating it as fair at the moment. We can um, change it up in the in, in the run if we need to. So fair track at Sandown is probably one of the better betting tracks in the, in the state. So bet with confidence at Sandown. All right, well, let's get into it with some confidence. We've got a dash for cash first up, the 1,000 metres in race one. Our favourite is Bistro at 3 to 310 at the moment. Fission at fours, all sassed up, is around the same. Capital Theatre, 650, and the guava. Not a very popular fruit, the guava, at 850. Yeah, I mean, this is a good example of, of off-season racing. These horses are weak. They probably wouldn't be in town on a Saturday mm. during the stronger parts of the year. I couldn't find a, a bet. I will say Bistro, I think, is a weak favourite at $3.00. All its peak runs have been with Jay Carr on board, which a lot of horses do, and they tend to drop off uh, with other jockeys. So I think it's a weakness in the market at $3. I think Fishian, I think all its form is at Mooney Valley, which it hasn't really converted elsewhere. Hold taken up a lot of percentage in the market as well. Probably the horse the market could trend towards is all sassed up with Jamie Carr on board. It's coming back from a break. Showed a little bit of ability last time, and it's just probably a different form line to those other horses who have been racing against themselves. So, yeah, I'm staying out of this race. I do think Bistro is the likely drifter in the race and probably all sassed up is the likely firmer in the race with Jay Carr on board. Terrific. Only seven runners, so it's going to be pretty light on. We move over to race two, over 1,700 metres, the Maria Papuzis. Hmm, probably mispronounced that. Anyway, over 1,700 metres in race two. And, geez, talk about small fields. We've got half a dozen runners here. Our favourite is very short. It's our boy, Detonator Jack. You beauty. The Jack. He's, he's back. back. The Jack is back. I'm sure we'll be on him, but he's very short. Imperial Lad at 5.50. Sosie Bon at 9.50. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really seem like there's much value in going for anything else at the moment. Is Detonator Jack a good thing? It is a good thing, yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't like to bet into horses at this price, and I don't particularly either. I don't generally recommend to take horses in multis, but I think you could couple it with um, inundation later on in the card. So I like this. I like this a lot. I don't generally say... Take a multi, but it, that's why I like it. If you're not willing to take the dollar dollar forty, dollar forty five, and want to have an interest, I'll just take it in with uh, inundation. But yeah, this is the winner, Detonator Jack. As I mentioned in previous episodes, I think this is a Group One horse. They're obviously just trying to get its rating up so it can get into better races later on in its career. Goes up five kilos. Not worried about that. It gets a good jockey upgrade. I don't actually think it was entitled to win that race last start. It was a mile off from. Pounding had, had really got to break the 51 kilos, and a lesser horse wouldn't have wouldn't have mowed it down. So yeah, I think it was a really big effort last start. It's obviously destined for better races. I think it'll appreciate a slower tempo. We can sit a little bit closer and use its turn of foot. So um, 
this is one where if you're not interested in betting at this price, just sit back and enjoy because it's a really nice horse. He'll be he'll be there when the big groups group ones are on uh, later on in the year because he's a very nice horse. Sensational, good stuff. Let's move on to race three over fourteen hundred meters. Our favourite is Worsfold. Hmm. Okay, we'll talk about that soon. That's at about <laughs> two bucks eighty, around the same price as my Yankee Girl fighting for favouritism. He's exceptional at five bucks. So risque at eight. Then it really blows out. Where seriously, Azon is eighteen to one, and it gets juicier from there. Tell me, we're not on the namesake of an ex Essendon coach. I mean, I know he's a premiership captain at West Coast, but still, oh. the Bombers stench is not easily scrubbed off. He was a failed, failed... I can't believe they hired him in the first place. But, um, <laughs> Podcast for another day. Well, hang on. It could be Peter Worsfold of Brisbane Bears fame. So I'm sure that's a stretch, but you never know. Do we want to be on the, the one with lesser abilities? Yeah, we want to be on the Bears, mate. Get on board. Yeah, we are. this is a bet, this horse. Right. Worsfold. They obviously did did put up better than the, $4, uh, than the $2.90 uh, earlier in the week, but... Change of camp was the key to this horse. This is a horse who'd always shown plenty of ability. They just couldn't get the best out of it. Went to Nick Ryan, who's one of the best trainers in the state, and just improved length. So it's got a really, really sharp turn of foot, so the two kilo drop in weight will suit it. I hope that D. Oliver's a little bit positive from that barrier too, just to settle a little bit closer. But yeah, I do think this is a horse who can work through his grades now that he's in the right camp and they're placing him right. So we're with Worsfold. I think it's a good bet. $2.90. I can't see the market coming for any other horse other than Worsfold. Mm. My Yankee Girl's the other horse in the market. Obviously gets Jay Carr first time. All four wins have been on wet tracks, so that's a little bit of a concern coming onto a track that is likely to be lightning fast. So... That's a concern, and he's exceptional. It's probably the weakness in the market. Got an absolute picnic out in front last start. Probably gets the same conditions, but got better horses chasing it down here. So uh, I'm against he's exceptional. I'm with Worsfold. I think it's a good bet early in the card. We're with Peter Worsfold. You heard it here first. Race four is over 1,600. Our favourite Jamie Carr's on board, Liberated Girl at 280. So you see with Jamie Mott on the back at 360, Dane on tour at seven, into Water Fox at 12, and then it opens up. I like the look of this market. Is there anything here for us? Yeah, we're with Liberated Girl here, the favourite again. Um, I'm against the second favourite. I don't know if it's come up this time in. Liberated Girl was caught wide last start, and it was... Beaten as a short price favourite. Probably a little bit disappointing in that they didn't go that hard. It, and you could sit wide there that day. But Jamie Carr back on helps. Third up here. The Moody camp is absolutely flying. And I expect the peak run of its campaign to be on Saturday. So all it needs is some cover. And I think Liberated Girl will win. I, I can't see how the market trends towards any other horse. So you see the second favourite. I thought it was pretty ordinary last start. I know it was caught wide, but when it went to let down in the straight, it really laid in, was really ordinary. Softer draw suits, but I just have my concerns whether this horse has come back to its best form. And I can't see if it doesn't produce in this race, I think they'll put it out for a spell. But I'm not willing to wait around. I want to be with Liberated Girl, who's the improving horse, ready to peak third up. Tick, tick, tick. I'm liking it. We go to race five, another dash for cash and another short price favourite and another Jamie Carr winner potentially with inundation at around that 140, 145 mark. You've already flagged that this could go in well with race two's detonator jack, but we'll discuss that in a second. It blows out the next second favourite here is Starry Legend at eight bucks along with Najim Sahail. Hail the great man! And then it drifts into double figures. There's only seven runners in this field. 
Is inundation too short for you or is it worth unloading? Well, I think it's probably a little bit short. Just looking at where the market's trending, it might you might get a dollar fifty about this horse as the market percentages come down. But this is this is a serious horse. Obviously, before it went for a spell, it sort of it failed, which led to a few queries about it first up. But it absolutely annihilated them first up. Ran time, just the, it's a genuine thousand meter horse on dry track, and um, it'll be far too quick for him. Jay Carr has just let it uh, has just taken it to a new level this campaign. I expect it to be hard to bet. I mean, the, the thing you're, talk, you're looking at here is what is the right price to take? I mean, you hope for $1.50, you may not actually get it. And, you know, we talked about multis earlier and, you know, I don't generally encourage them, but I think this is a horse that ticks every box. And if you wanted to put it through multis, I wouldn't deter you. So inundation, it's a star. It, this is the other horse I think will end up in group one races and um, hopefully one day be a group one winner. Of the rest... No, Najim Sahail. It's obviously sounds like a Pakistani cricketer. Hail the great man! <laughs> it's obviously a nice horse, but he's run into a star here. I can't see a troubling inundation, and I, I think um, Starry Legend probably the weakness in the market. It got absolutely monstered by inundation last time. In does get a good trainer change but can't see it troubling uh the favorite so inundation this could be if you don't like that price this could just be a sit back and enjoy and mm. put it in your black book for for the next few months where it'll probably end up in a group one race you can tell everyone you were on board before it became famous i noticed down the bottom of the field sessions road sounds a bit like a craft beer brewery that doesn't it? <laughs> that's what i was gonna say sessions road somewhere in brunswick east yeah totally but then again nice. like what what doesn't sound like a boutique brewery these days? They're, they're like bloody dogs and podcasts, mate. Every second dude has one. They probably serve chicken wings and oh yeah, tapas-style food. We're doing a bucket of Budweiser's for the Super Bowl for 88 bucks. Oh, bargain. <laughs> Let's drink some cat's piss and get up at 10 in the morning on a Monday. Come on, Sessions Road. Get it together. Speaking of early morning advantages, the favourite in race six is Daily Bugle. I'll tell you what, there was a time in my life I was sucking back Daily Bugles, but those days are gone. We've got Merry Mac Boy at 4.20, Just Jono at 5, Micro at 8, Netanyahu at 9.50. Gee, Netanyahu seems to be just making up the numbers every time I'm, I'm doing one of these <laughs> podcasts. Netanyahu's floating around. That could almost be my own man, I reckon. It's, uh, it needs rewarding. What's going on? He keeps running well, but yeah, no, he's not one of mine. But yeah, yeah. they're, they're uh, getting their money, their vote for money out of him this campaign, that's for sure. They're, he's lurking every week, got to charge overtime. So what do, what do we like here, mate? Is there anything I haven't mentioned that we like the look of? Daily Bugle was off the map first up. Um, it was resuming after being gelded. Obviously shown a lot last campaign. I'm not backing it today just because I think that it was absolutely put on for it last start. They went really hard in front and came over the top of them. It's going to be back last again from Barry 11. And if this track's racing really hot in front, I, I don't know if it'll be uh, able to bridge the gap from last. So I do think it's a nice horse. It might be a, it might be a horse the next start when it gets in more favourable conditions. The horse I do want to back is Micro. Um, I've talked oh, yeah. a lot about Jamie Carr on these podcasts, but she sure goes have. back on. She's put out a restraining order against you, man. <laughs> a vocal one. You're the first person ever who's been told to stay away with your voice. I do think it's ready to peak third up. Wasn't run to suit last start. I think Jay Carr can get it out of the gates and settle it a little bit closer. And I, I just think there's enough weakness. I talked about the favourite Daily Bugle. I think it'd be too far back. 
Mary, Mary, Mary Mac is obviously a lightly raced horse, but it hasn't really done much on the clock. So I'm, I've got a query over that horse. It'll go forward, obviously, is an advantage. But just with the queries over the favourite, Daily Bugle, Mary, Mary Mac Boy, I'm looking at some, a horse like Mike at right, the $8 price. I think you'll get a run for your money at that, at that quote. Yeah, that's pretty juicy. You can have a little each way there as well. And after everything I've said, surely Netanyahu pips everyone now at the post. Let's dive over to race seven. The Roderick Bowman, 1800 metre. Our favourites at the moment are an old Oman, River Plate and Tasman Park. They're about four bucks. My Oman bet's in this one. The Nephew. I'm going to be seeing my nephew this weekend for the first time in about four years. So if that horse loses, I will be taking it out on that child. Harbour Master is at eight bucks. Desperado at eight. Independent Road. Trying to be a brewery but not quite on the sessions at 8.50. <laughs> Gee, it's a pretty tough field, this. Yeah, and I wouldn't do if you wanted to back the nephew. I wouldn't deter you from doing it because this is a wide open field. Well, I wouldn't bloody well let you, mate, because family comes first. <laughs> I'm not sort of tipping one here, but I'm Tasman Park. I'm not necessarily. I don't necessarily think 1800 meters is going to suit. I think it's got a negative jockey change. I think it was run to suit last start. I don't know if it's going to get the same sort of conditions. Uh, on Saturday, so I'm against Tasman Park, I'm against River Plate, I thought it was ordinary last start, I mean it was outside the lead on a strong tempo, but uh, that was a race that didn't rate very well, and it was a big drifter in betting on that occasion, it's getting further into the campaign, and this camp really struggled to get horses to peak this deep into the campaign, so you know, the nephew is a horse that has got blinkers first time, it's down in class, it might be the one of that sort of $6, $5.50 quote, so I'm not labelling it a bet, but I wouldn't deter Sonny from having an Oman bet on it. Good to hear, mate. I would not let you, like I said. Maybe put five bucks on, on it for George as well. That's it, little George. And if it loses, he owes me five bucks. We're going to a bit more length now in race eight, over 2,400 metres. The favourite here is Wahini Toa. (laughs) Can I go Wahini? Yeah, yeah, I'll pay pay that, yeah. Yeah? yeah. All right, sweet. Good enough. Wahini Toa at 4.50. It sounds like another Kiwi name, so I'm not too fussed. So unusual at seven, made by Khan at 9.50. And hey, pesto, it's pesto, the peanut pasta at 10 bucks. Yeah, and we're going with Wahini Toa here. We tipped it last start. I think it was probably peak run of the campaign, but I think it can hold its peak here because it was two th- it was 1,800 to 2,000 up to 2,500. Now it stays at 2,400. So I think it's got a really good platform to produce another peak run. Gets the claim for Matty Cartwright. Barrier two, it'll just settle in behind him. And uh, I think it's a really good bet. There is five dollars out there at, at other agencies about this horse, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't deter you from locking in that price. Mm. I think so. So unusual is the weakness in the field at seven dollars at the moment. It was visually pleasing. It looked impressive. It flew home down the outside at the valley, but much harder here. I don't think it's got the platform to run twenty four hundred meters at the moment. So I think it's the weakness, and I really couldn't find any horse with the uh, with the sort of potency that. Wahini Toa has obviously there's horses coming down from Sydney and Credit Crunch and made from Khan they've both got good jockeys on board but both got very awkward gates so that probably puts them out the back where it might be too hard to run on so I'm with Wahini Toa here from a good camp in Mar and Eustace and I think that is a, a reasonable price to be taking about somewhere between the 440 and $5 mark in the market at the moment Good stuff. Five to one or at five o'clock in the Arvo is always pretty tasty. Hey, the top weight pesto. Have I ever told you about our friend, friend of the pod, Choco, and how he's got a peanut allergy? Yeah. And it's quite severe to the point where he has to carry around an EpiPen on the off chance someone, you know, looks at a peanut. Anyway, 
on his first date with his ex fiance, if you can stick with me, <laughs> they're having a meal out in the burbs somewhere. He's eating pasta. Unbeknownst to him, there's pesto in it. And he realizes, I'm having an anaphylactic reaction to this. This is bad. But he's on his first date, so he's a bit embarrassed. So he excuses himself just to go to the toilet, goes out to the car to get the EpiPen, and things start heating up in the car park. It's really, it's go time. He's in trouble. So he grabs the pen and in a hurry goes to shove it into his thigh, as you're supposed to. But because he was panicked, he had it the wrong way around and he stabbed through his own thumb. He then passes out because of the anaphylactic shock. She's like, well, how long has he been in the toilet? Eventually she cracks the the irrits, walks outside, sees him slumped out the side of the parked car with a needle hanging out of him, thinks he's a junkie. (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, oh, I can pick them, can't I? Ends up calling an ambulance. Long story short, they end up getting engaged. No longer together. But hey, hell of a meet and greet. Oh, jeez. So who put the pen in his thigh in the end? Well, I think the Ambos came because by the time she was out there, she was like, well, he's already used what was in the pen. It's gone through his yeah, thumb right. and done, none, done him no good. Pretty brutal. Yeah, yeah. Just give your kids peanuts, guys. Just get over the allergy. It's a myth. Like asthma and happy bus drivers. Anyway, before I offend too many other people, like asthmatic bus drivers with peanut allergies, let's move on to the last. Another dash for cash in the aptly titled Never Too Late. We've got our favouritism in unflinching the top weight with Cartwright on board. Then we've got Luna Cat at 5.50, all about Eve at 8. Just into the single figures, we've got Kev's Girl and No Way Ever. Decent size field, dash for cash. I'm assuming we're leaving this one alone? No, we're not. We're going Woo-hoo! with unflinching. You'll be on Absolutely monstered by inundation last start, and there's no inundations in this race. Drops in class, drawn the wide gate going forward. I love that over these short courses, and I think this this track's going to be playing pretty hot by the end of the day, particularly if the weather stays around and, and he's hot. So I'm with unflinching. I think it was a good effort last start at Mooney Valley first up. I think it'll be improved by that, and I think that few there's some weaknesses amongst the rest of the horses. I think Luna Cat, who's the second favourite in the field, I don't think it's a thousand metre horse. No way ever was okay first up, can probably improve, but doesn't have a jockey that I have a lot of confidence in. And all about Eve, probably it gets Johnny Allen back on, which is a positive, but it's going to be further back in the field. So I'm going with unflinching. I think barrier 10 suits, it'll roll forward, and I think three dollars eighty is a reasonable quote. I know a lot of people get scared away by the big weight, but I don't think it's an issue in this occasion. Oh, mate, this is great. Sandown's looking like a ripper of a day. We've got plenty to work with. Let's fly through the card. We're going to avoid Bistro, by the look of things, in the first and shoulder arms. Detonator Jack should get the chocolates, but it's very short, so we may well whack it in a multi with inundation in race five, or any of your multis, really. Go on, then. Race three, we're back in Warsfold. The Peter variety. Race four, we like Liberated Girl. It should bounce back with a bit of cover because the Moody Camp is flying. Inundation is going to be in our multi with Detonator Jack in race five. Race six, JKR is going to get a good settle and bring Micro home. There could be a bit of value about that one. Race seven, we're not going to touch it. Well, you're not going to touch it. I'm on the nephew as my Oman. Bring it home, Georgie boy. Race eight, Wahini Toa is looking to hold its peak form at the moment. And race nine, we're going to bring it home with another win in unflinching. Any best bets for us? I reckon the the more I think about unflinching, the more I'm warming to it. I think oh, rolling yeah. forward from that outside gate, hot on pace, stay, I think it could be awfully hard to beat. So 
I'll label unflinching, but I think a lot of the a lot of them are really, really good bets. It should be a good betting card at Sandown. I think it's a good betting card at Gold Coast. As a, so if you yep. want to have a bet at the Gold Coast, go over and have a listen to our podcast there. So um, good betting card, and I'm very confident going into this. Oh, you heard it here first. Pride comes before the fall, and that was hubris personified. Sensational card there, sensational card over at the Gold Coast. If you haven't heard that one, do yourself a favour. I love having one of your best bets in the Last Chance Saloon, mate. That is so good. There's not much left to be said other than enjoy your weekend, set yourselves a limit, have fun, stay mint. Happy New Year to everyone out there. Although I reckon after this week, stop saying Happy New Year. <laughs> you only get one week's grace. Good luck, punters. See you next week. Good on you, Benny. Stay mint, brother. See you, mate. Bye.